Welcome to our podcast, Geeks, We Are Your Fathers. We're three proud geek dads and we're here to talk all things technology, gaming, science fiction and more. Today, it's a Father's Day special. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Geeks, We Are Your Fathers. We've been away from the mics for a couple of months, but I'm glad to say that we're back in time for Father's Day on Sunday, the 20th of June. As usual, it's me, Robbie. It's me, Dave. And it's me, Pete. So with the big day fast approaching, how will you guys be spending your day? And what does your perfect Father's Day look like? I think that depends on the weather, doesn't it, here in the UK, especially. (laughs) Although we've been blessed, haven't we, with some um, really warm weather. We are recording this days. on an extremely hot day. <laughs> I am so, so hot. And Robbie I've been, is melting. I've been forced to turn my fan <laughs> off, which I'm not overly impressed with. I've been nice and cool all day, but times yeah. have changed. Well, just to set the scene for international listeners, a hot day here in the UK is about 22 <laughs> degrees centigrade, that is. So, um, yeah, but it is pretty warm, isn't it? It gets uh, it gets pretty muggy and stuff, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah, I guess it, it is about the weather for me. So if you can get outside, uh, I know there's COVID, obviously, in the lockdown kind of situation, but we are eased now and you can sort of go places. But uh, I think I like days out. You know, days out are good fun, aren't they? Go and do something with the family and the kids. And um, I stumbled across this book, actually, a few years back, and it's called bollocks to Alton Towers and it's really really cool because what it's actually about is it's about places you can go and visit that aren't like normal places you know like Alton Towers so they've got some really quite bizarre things in there some of them are like really quite geeky as well like they've got like um um nuclear bunkers secret nuclear bunkers you can go and see there's one oh, yeah, in middle yeah. london which is really cool i've done one in scotland and they were absolutely eerie and incredible but also stuff like they've got this amazing marble museum down i think it's in devon where they've got this amazing kind of marble machine where you that marbles are running around the shop uh, like through all this like intricate kind of almost like a, a rube goldberg machine type thing and it's absolutely incredible to watch and it on these chimes when it hits clocks and oh it's brilliant you've got to go and see it you'd, you'd love it dave from your mechanical side of this stuff but um, yeah, so for me, I, I guess, yeah, a, a day's out and National Trust is always a winner, right, for us. So have you guys do any National Trust stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we do that kind of stuff all the time. Uh, you know, there's, there's incredible places that you can go that not many people go as well, which is one of the nice things. Yeah, there's, sure, there's the, the really popular ones and you have to fight your way in. But there's yeah. that that uh, they're almost on your doorstep and you drive past them going to places further away and you miss out on these places. Um the thing is, sometimes you've got to drag the kids along a little bit. Yeah. Like, sometimes they have to be taught that these things are, are nice to look at. I mean, it's, I think it's Billy Connolly who, who said, you know, he quoted one of his comedy sketches about you know, taking the kids to, up to Scotland. And, and he said the kids have to be taught that, you know, mountains and trees is all pretty. And they're like, mm. um, but, but so th- there's that element you've got to, to a certain extent, you've got to tell the kids that these things are worth looking at. But yeah. you know, we live. We all live close enough. Well, I say we all. Robbie, you're a bit further north, but I live close enough to London that there are a ton of places we can get to in you know little more than an hour. Uh, Elton Palace and Sion Park and Osterley and all these these cracking places. And to be honest, my kids are old enough that if you give them a big field to run around in, they're as happy as Larry. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say as well, Dave, about the not appreciating it as a child because I was definitely one of those that was taken to all of the the local I mean I live in Northamptonshire and there are so many stately homes and yeah nice really nice gardens to go and look around but I never appreciated that when I was younger I was thinking oh no I'm here again 
but nowadays it's me dragging the kids along saying doesn't it look great look at these look at these lovely gardens well, but they have lovely activities for the kids as well and they especially do. in the half they term do, they right do, they and they do some great stuff and we've done uh, some incredible things and you know they have outdoor activities where you can just mess around and play stuff they've even got these checklists where you can say right you've got 10 things to do you like roll down a hill climb a tree you know play poo make sticks underneath the make a den yeah. you know <laughs> that kind of stuff and it is great and especially you know they do easter egg hunts during easter i know it's not yeah. father's day but you know all all, yeah. all that kind of stuff but and they are and obviously the the afternoon tea for me is like yeah. kind of the icing on the cake when we're singing, isn't it so you yeah. go there you have a lovely day out you take a picnic and then you go for a cup of tea and a bit of national trust cake which is yeah. i don't know made by the local wi or whatever they get it from but yes it is it is generally yeah you know really really good and, and you're, you're right when you're younger you just don't appreciate these things and there's like a switch in your head isn't there i think when you get to a certain age probably 30 well, all of a sudden you're like, oh, yes, that's, uh, you know, go cool. look around a stately home. And those <laughs> brown great. signs that you've driven past hundreds of times wondering, <laughs> what is that place? <laughs> Suddenly you appreciate what it is. Yeah. I mean, to be honest as well, I think part of it for me was when we started looking at wedding venues, because a lot of them actually double up as wedding venues half the time. So you, you go and have a look around or you go to a venue that's nearby and then you start to appreciate everything else that's actually mm. on your doorstep. And you just don't realise they're there. No, you don't. And going back to this book, you know, this Bollocks Thornton Towers book, there are some amazingly cool things in there, like Diggerland, right? You know, the, the JCB oh, place. Where you, place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can go drive JCBs and do stuff like that. And, um, and there's just loads of places. And, and, and there's one near you, Dave, actually, up near London Way. They've got that, this um, you know, old nuclear bunker, which is open to the public, and you go yeah. down it, and they've got. And I think they've kind of like frozen them in time from like, you know, the 80s. Where they've got all of the all of the computer equipment there, mm. and it's, they're so so eerie. And we did oh, one in Scotland. Very, very spooky. The, the, oh the my whole god! Thing. I mean, even I remember. It's kind of related, and it's not really a place to go out to. But I remember driving through the old Upper Hayford Air Force Base up in Oxfordshire, just for work. Yeah. One day. I happened to be getting from one place to another. The easiest way was to go through Upper Hayford, and this was after the Americans had left. And it was like. It was almost like a set from The Walking Dead because it was an abandoned <laughs> American town. There was the bowling alley. There was the gas station. Nobody was there because it was before it had been redeveloped into a... It's now an industrial estate and a housing estate and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but back in the day, it was like the Americans had left yesterday and there was almost the tumbleweed going over it. Even above ground, that kind of stuff is eerie. The idea of going down into a bunker where you've got 80s-era Bakelite phones and yeah. old-fashioned IBM computers that are you know one one bite of memory or whatever it is but there is because you know we're old enough to know about what they were potentially used for you sit there and go this is spooky stuff yeah it is you oh, know what it sounds like it. I do enjoy it. <laughs> you know that film was it spies like us with chevy chase sounds just like you described there where they <laughs> go and they go and get, go and get yourself a pepsi and he goes down yeah. into the show yeah. and it's that whole like drive-through with the tumbleweed blowing across and yeah. Uh, I mean, they had a similar thing up near Greenham Common, which is not too far from us at Newbury. Mm. And you could, actually, they turned that for a while into a paintball place. So you were running <laughs> paint, around all the old I barracks. I it was great. twice there. It was brilliant. Oh, and because urban paintball, I feel, is so much better than sitting in the woods, yeah, sitting totally. in the mud. Yeah. But it hurts more because you're close quarter. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it hurts I can, a lot. I can attest to that as well. Yeah, and you end up with more bruises. But, uh, but, so, but so, you know, the other thing that um, I guess... I really like to do, and I don't know you guys have done it. Have you ever done any geocaching? I've, I know what it is, but I've never done it myself. 
so so Robbie, have you done any of this where you basically there's like you get an app on your phone, right? And then it's basically you go and you find almost like buried treasure. So there's like these geocaches. So they're almost you, you follow like a, a map if you like, and you go and they're like under a tree stump or behind something, and then inside you get this like people leave stickers and things, and you collect them or you you write little something in there, or, and um, then you put it back for somebody else to find. And you can actually hide your own geocaches. Yeah, as well, you so replace you, them with your own things as yeah, well. Yeah, and they're, they're and you know what? It's great because in terms of like learning how to use maps i know it's digital but they're brilliant so they're a little bit geeky but they're also fun you've got that whole of finding buried treasure element and, it, and i think that's just great for kids i think they love you know they really and do love it i love your comment there as well pete i know it's digital but but let's face it that's <laughs> all that they're ever going to know they don't need to go back to the old way of using maps because it just doesn't well, exist in the future yeah, but well you GPS say that better. i'm well, old enough what? to know that maps don't don't break down. They don't <laughs> crash. They don't need cell connection. They don't need batteries. They I'm, don't. I'm very old school when it comes to uh, this. This is one of my soapbox questions <laughs> about maps. I want to know where I'm going. I like maps. My dad collects <laughs> maps. I, I have a thing about them. Um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now, guys. No, well, my daughter just done a Duke and Venables Bronze Award, actually. Last weekend, I went and helped out, and they had to use an ordnance survey map. Right, mm-hmm. they weren't allowed their smartphones with them, and they weren't allowed any any electronic gadgets at all. So they literally they had to plan their route. So they had to do grid references, and they had to find like, waypoints, and they had to basically follow a map. And they did use a compass, but very basically. So they did actually have to do it, and it was surprising to see how quickly they did pick it up. And I was saying to them all, you know, I bet you're having a bit of a cold turkey at the minute without your smartphones. So like, oh no, no, all right. I'm thinking, oh blimey, well, you know, obviously enjoying it, right? So um, I was expecting. Them to like you know tearing their hair out because they can't you know do any TikToks on the way when they're walking along and stuff. But <laughs> they still but... do the dance moves. They just don't have the phone. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, no, I think that's what's really cool about the Duke and Venables. And funny enough, the teacher that uh, or the the guy that was doing it was my former games teacher from over thirty years ago, and, and I and I helped him out. And uh, he's in his I think he's seventy now, but he still looks you know fit and he's running around obviously doing this stuff and volunteering. But no, it was great, and it was good to see those say the kids picking up you know in effect what is old technology and i'm like you dave i mean i i do like a map i mean when i first went out on the road as a sales guy in back in the late 90s probably yeah. early 2000s there weren't there wasn't a sat nav right no, you have to go and find a customer you have an a to z right and how we ever managed to find places with a to z's where you're driving along with that on your map you know on your lap and didn't crash you know is is unbelievable but uh the irony yeah. is there's more people who crash with sat navs than they ever would have with an a to z map <laughs> yeah well, because they'll blindly <laughs> follow it into anything into yeah. roads that don't exist straight into lakes all sorts of stories you've heard of them oh i know what you mean and even today actually i usually only use a sat nav in the last mile if you like so i know roughly where i'm going yeah and I, and I won't put the satin off and, and well, I've got my satin off my BMW is absolutely crap anyway it's rubbish I don't know it's, it doesn't work so I'm not using my phone anyway and using Waze which is probably one of the better ones isn't it but but yeah I normally turn it on last the last mile if I'm because I know roughly where I'm getting to when I get yeah, off the main can, roads it's just Bristol that last bit without, without a sat nav can't you let's face absolutely. it absolutely right, it's the like, ETA so, that gives it good though isn't it ETA and if yeah. there's an accident that you can avoid yeah. And this conversation shows just how geeky we are that we've managed to take <laughs> a conversation about going somewhere, where was the best place to go, to actually the fun part of it is reading the map to get there in the first place. It doesn't Absolutely. matter where we're going as long as you've got an A to Z in the boot that you can use to get there. 
<laughs> anyway, Robbie, what about you? Where would you like to go? Because yeah, there's a couple of places actually. One that I've been to, and one that I'd like to go. And the one that I'd, I've been to, so I went down to Southwold about a year and a half ago, pre-lockdown. I feel like pre-lockdowns becoming the new before Christ. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> yeah. pre-lockdown, we went down to Southwold and we're on the pier, and there was a really cool thing there that i didn't realize existed it's called the under the pier show and it's it's an arcade but it's it's pulled together oh, by an yeah. artist called tim hunkin and it is brilliant it's all different arcade machines that have been developed but they're just really mundane things that you would have to deal with in adult life so it's buying a house and trying to climb up the housing ladder and keep falling back down or a simulator for a zimmer frame or whack a banker like really weird things or there was one where you, you sit in an armchair and it takes you on a holiday to Spain and back and it it's just really weird stuff but it was actually really entertaining and just something a little bit different so that's one that I'd, I would love to go back because they always add new exhibitions in there as well and it's just really weird wacky and quite fun things um, but the other one is in Telford so this just jogged my memory when you were talking about the, the American base there as well Dave in um, Telford there's a, a Victorian town it's called Blitz Hill. I don't know if either of you have been there. Nice. It's um, Ironbridge. So it's it's actually a, oh, a yeah, museum yeah. that's it's completely, it's basically an entire town that is still in the Victorian times. So the people that all work there are all in character. You, All of the shops, the pub, the all of the places oh, there yeah. are all still Victorian. I have Victorian. been there actually a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just really clever because again, it's something nice for the kids to see a different time and actually what yeah. it, a bit more what it was like. Um, but also just, you know, they give you the old money as well when you're going in there. So they have to try and work out the the value of money a little bit differently <laughs> than they do now. So, yeah, it's just something else that's quite a nice day out. And again, I had that book to go there with, with my kids last year, but we ended up having to, to change it. So whenever oh, that yeah. that's back to being open again, and we'll, we'll make the trip there. Although one oh. positive I have found with COVID in, in, well, this time when we're starting to come out of it, is all of these places that you go to visit are so much better when you're there. So I had oh, a couple of friends. Oh, no, yeah. I had a couple of friends who went to Harry Potter Studios last week, and right. just the pictures, it was them and only them because they have to space out where people are going in. And whereas wow. most of the time you're fighting to get to the front to see anything of of any interest, it's actually giving you the opportunity to really see things and appreciate them. So I think it's not going to be all bad. It's just going to be much harder to get tickets to get into places do you know what? i agree with that i think in my experience as well is that although it's it's you know you have to book to go to places when you get there the experience is much nicer because you like to say there's not hordes of people we don't have to queue mm. for ages yeah you still have to wear a mask in certain things but um you're right i wouldn't want to walk around disney at the minute though in the florida with a mask on <laughs> but, no. Uh, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, the other thing I was thinking about the day that they're, they're popping up again around us is like you remember that TV show? Is it Total Wipeout? Yeah, when you used to oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah, the inflatables. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of these popping up on like the, um, the gravel pits and some of the rowing lakes around near us as well, where they've got these big inflatable things, and you can like you know spend I think it's like twenty quid or whatever and you can get with, get the kids, and you can basically charge through these courses. And the water's pretty cold at the minute, but they're great fun if you've ever done them. There, they are such good fun. But uh, yeah, yeah, a bit my- chilly in the water. My nephew just did one last week, actually, with his friends for his 16th birthday. There was, there was one in a reservoir close to us, yeah. and they had a great time. They had such a great time. Like you say, the water was very, very cold, but <laughs> other than that, it's all good. There you go. So what about rains, though? What are you going to do if it rains? Because, you know, hopefully it won't, but... I mean, 
I've got a bit of an admission anyway that whether it rains or not, I'm going to be doing the same thing this year because <laughs> I'm too big of a football fan anyway and the European Championships are on. So I'll be watching that. 20th of June, Italy play Wales, Switzerland play Turkey. Sad that I know that off the top of my head, but that's what I'll be spending my day doing no matter what. What about you, Dave? Well, I, I, I'm a big fan of the museum. So I, my, my dad, when I was little, my dad always used to say on my birthday, what do you want to do? I want to get the science museum in in London, mm. and and to us that was like a little ritual. We'd we'd get on the tube, we'd go into London, we'd go to we'd probably go to the Natural History Museum first. We'd go oh, around yeah. the corner to Dino's for an Italian lunch, and then we'd go to the science museum in the afternoon. So I love that kind of stuff. But the the thing is, there are so many museums out there that you don't have to go to the same old same old. No, you, you talked yeah. about that that um the one with the the marble, yeah, uh, museum. I remember. Again, my dad. My dad used to take me to loads and loads of interesting places, and I suppose that's one of the reasons why I'm like I am. Is my dad used to take me to these places. But if you've ever heard, have you ever been down to Wookie Hole down in Somerset? Oh yeah, I love a okay, bit of Wookie so, Hole. Okay, so yeah. for anybody who doesn't live in the UK, Wookie Hole isn't about Chewbacca. It is a cave <laughs> near the much more famous Cheddar Gorge. So it's, it's yes. a series of caves under the ground. Um, and it's I mean it's fantastic just to go into these caves and see what it's like under there. But at the same time, when I went there, they had a a museum of penny arcade machines, and these are all pre-electronic. Wow! So these are all you know they're pinball machines and they're bagatelle machines and there's all. This, and again, you you buy a whole bunch of coins. So certainly when I went, this is a long time ago, but I love this kind of stuff. You buy a bunch of coins, you go in and you get to play all these different different things. It's all mechanical. It's all yeah, that's cool. Electrical flashing lights. Yeah, I, I went to a similar place as well last year. I think it was in Great Yarmouth. There, there was something very, very similar. And I say, just having the old coins and and playing them again, it just that simple yeah. enjoyment. Absolutely. I said in the eighties, they yeah. you know when you used to have arcades and stuff. There's a company that have been touring and I haven't been doing it during lockdown, but they've been touring around the country. They've got all these. 80s arcade machines they just go to like community centers and places and they set up and, and they have there for a weekend and you just go in and you go and pl- p- pay a fee and you go and play all these games like nice. Batman and Space it's just and it's a proper Galaxian all of that stuff it, and they had it at High Wycombe um, probably a year or so ago and I missed out on it um, but yeah I would love to go and do that um, that yeah. that sounds such an amazing you know again a bit reminiscent I, I like that kind of stuff but for me it's museums I mean to be honest I've got um uh, so you'll remember Eric, formerly of this parish, who's been also been a guest on our show as guest, yes. guest interviewers. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't remember, Eric's from Texas. He's an American. He now lives in the UK. We have a standing dad date between the pair of us. We're going down to the Bovington Tank Museum at some point. Nice. Lockdown prevents us or doesn't prevent us <laughs> from doing so. Um, and I, I remember, again, I remember going down there with my dad when I was younger. I took my dad there a couple of years ago before lockdown. Bear in mind, he's 80-something. We went for one of their open days, and they actually drive the tanks around, which is, if you are so inclined, it is <laughs> ridiculously guilty geek pleasure because you've got you know tanks driving around with 27-litre engines, and the noise they make is quite incredible. Uh, so we went and watched that, and it was a day like today. It was hot and muggy, and we were... You know, I'm getting old. He's he's certainly not the youngest in the world. We were starting yeah. to flag a little bit, but but the chance of seeing you know, chieftain tanks and and leopards and all sorts of stuff charging around this arena at yeah, what is actually cool. quite a, a high speed for such big lumps of metal. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. So yeah, almost it doesn't matter whether it's raining or shining. Somewhere <laughs> there is a museum that I could go to. Whether the kids come with me, that's kind of their problem. <laughs> 
Um, but if, but if yeah. it's the ideal day and nobody has to come, then I've got a list of places I want to go. Well, I'm going to take your museum love there, Dave, and yep. Pete's love for arcade machines. <laughs> and next time we can all go out in Leicester, there's a museum of retro computers, which is oh, brilliant. Yes. And I've been yes, wanting I've to go been. for a long time. So that can be our, our father's date once we're we're all allowed to get together again because they've, date. they've got oh, yeah. so many cool things all the old consoles in there i think oh, it that sounds amazing more. i think we should i think we should do an episode from there i think there should be geeks on the road <laughs> yes this sounds right <laughs> up our street let's buy a bus it hey! does well no absolutely we could get a geek bus there you go um yeah so i mean I'm, I'm a bit like you dave maybe if it's raining we might go out and do something like it maybe indoorsy and even some of the national trust places but other than that i'll probably sit down maybe watch a movie a bit of hunt for october or something bit something a bit dad sort of you know wet afternoon <laughs> love i love hunt for october it's one of my favorite films on top of uh back to the future um or might get the wii console out get the wii out and have a um which is you know probably 12 years old our wii now but it's still going strong see i had a real bad <laughs> failure of mine not long ago pete because we were, we were, it was a rainy afternoon and I found the Wii and I thought, actually, yep, let's set that up and the kids can have a go on there. And uh, yeah, I couldn't even get it connected to the TV. Just oh dear. the wires would no longer connect to the TV I've got. So I gave uh, up on that one in the end. Well, I've got a solution for you, Robbie, because I had the similar problem. And actually, so the Wii doesn't have HDMI, does it? It's no. like composite out and stuff. But you can actually buy a little gadget. I think they're on Amazon, they're about a tenner. And it basically, you put your Wii cables into the back of it and it converts it into HDMI. Stick it into your telly, happy days. It's absolutely brilliant. So I've, that's how I connect towers now. And you get, I think it's even got a little upscaler in it. So it takes it to like 720p or something. I was right? going to say, I wonder how it will look on my 65 inch TV. No, it, it, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, you've probably a little strain a little bit. But to be it's fair, I mean, it, it, no, it doesn't. And even with the Wii graphics, I mean, they're very um, basic. basic anyway, right? Yeah. So the resolution is not so much a problem. But yeah, honestly, it does upscale it a little bit. I'll send you the link later. But yeah, it was something like a tenner. And it really, really worked because I struggled with the composite as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it all worked good. So yeah, happy days. I've got so, the yeah. same thing. I've got one of those little gadgets. Um, and does it matter? For just for a change, I mean, we've just been talking about retro computer games. We're spoiled with 4K definition TV and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> when you're playing Wii bowling with your kids and you're laughing your heads off, yeah. does it really matter that it's 720? <laughs> it's it's no. there's a joy to be had in no. just mucking around and and Wii bowling's always been a, a, a firm hit in this household. Um, yeah. My little girl, who's only eight, she's a demon at it. She just yeah. you think butter wouldn't melt in her mouth, and she's like this <laughs> this ringer of a of a bowling person you come in you can't beat her but, they, but there's just and that's the joy of it to me doing stuff with your kids and having a giggle it doesn't matter if it's the highest definition whatever it just works that You're definitely right. was the it was the family console wasn't it uh, that oh. was where it it changed the yeah. game massively i agree i agree i mean i had uh, i've bought myself an old um uh, atari 2600 woody which i've got somewhere and i couldn't find it so i bought a new one off ebay and I had my nephews around and we were playing all these games and we were playing uh, like before um, the Xbox and stuff and I can't beat them at any of those games, right? And I, I consider myself a pretty good gamer for, for a person of my age, right? But you can't <laughs> beat them. Yeah, you get them on the uh, the um, the, amp, the Atari and they just I was wiping the floor with them, right? And I, I don't know whether it's muscle memory from the time, like playing Yars Revenge and all these games, but they just could not 
get the hang of using that little joystick. It's too um, simplified for them. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I do the same. My nephew, very much the same. I've got all of the the retro pie set up so that I yeah. can play all the old games in the same. It's, it's then easy to beat him because I, I still can't quite pinpoint when the moment was, but at some point in his life from going from when you have to take it easy on them because they're kids to then trying your hardest and for the life of you, you can't beat them anymore. It's horrible. <laughs> it's like you've lost your powers. It reminds yeah, that- me of Space Jam when they take the powers away from the, the <laughs> basketball players. Suddenly you just can't do it anymore. Well, that's oh, right. I know what you the mean. transition doesn't take time, is it? It's like it, you literally get it up one day. Yeah. You went to bed the previous night having to take it easy on them. You wake up the next morning and you can't keep up with them. Yeah, it just, it's like like a switch has been thrown. I mean, they do spend plenty of time practicing, so I'm well, definitely putting that. it down to that. If you give them the Atari and let them play it for seven hours a day, I'm sure they'll be coming back and beating you as well at that. Hey, we've got I to keep some, right. kind of, some kind of thing that we can do better than they can. It's socialising. That's what we can do. Hey. <laughs> so what about gifts then do you still get gifts for father's day and what sort of gifts would you like to receive on father's day oh it's toughy isn't it i mean i think apart from a you know the usual pair of socks and stuff isn't it or t-shirt i for me i think like all of you guys it generally you bought most of the things that you want <laughs> all right so i think that i i'm I, I think i'm in the market for a 3d printer at the minute so i'd love to get a 3d printer uh and i've on and off over the years i've used some work and stuff but i want to get my own little one they're coming down in price so much now and they're great for making little trinkets for the kids and my my daughter's going to be doing um um isn't what do they call it these days design technology dt yeah, and all this that yeah. stuff so and um she's doing computer science and stuff so i thought you know what i'll get i'll get a 3d printer and we can design stuff and i can make things and print stuff out and you can do some really cool stuff and i know dave i mean you've been into 3d printing you know on and off for years as well haven't you so mm. have you got yourself one yet no, I've been thinking about it. Actually, that's that we were talking about it earlier. That's the sort of thing that's that struck me because um, when we started doing three D printing, th- th- there was kind of two levels, wasn't it? There's the sort of thing that you could conceivably buy and put on your desk yeah. that was using the the layers, and then there was something you go out and it would cost the same as your boss's BMW, and it and that's you know the the, the high end engineering, and there wasn't really a gap in between that, and now that's changed there's the new breed of, of resin 3d printers which i mean still they're a little bit pricey but they're certainly not the cost of your bmw yeah <laughs> and and no. they're you can print stuff without with things like without those lines without the the old-fashioned 3d printers you'd have the little lines where each layer had been laid down um these things are good enough that you could start making masters for molds i've thought about that the thing that's actually let me down is my 3d modeling skill I, i'd <laughs> It's all very well me buying a printer like that, but I can't actually really knock anything up in 3D to make it worthwhile. Um, but yeah, yeah that it, I am, I have been thinking about that, and I am interested in that. Practice yeah, makes it, perfect. Well, and you know as well with with that, Dave, you've with your other love for models, as in the the toy models. Think how many things you could print that you exactly. could use for all of, all your army stuff. You can I know. Well, you, design I your own. That, I won't go down that route too bad, but um, but the fact is that that is. There are lots of people out there doing that and making their own stuff uh, or even selling STL. So STL is the file format that you use for a 3D printer. There's people out there doing the models and instead of actually selling the models, they're selling the STL. Yeah, for you to print yourself. For go and print as many as you want. Um, and there's a thriving <laughs> trade in that. On wow. well, it's, not just, it's not just wargaming like me, but it's if you go on Etsy, so the, the, the oh, yeah. online web shop yeah, yeah. where people are creative, there's people out there who are making 
3D STLs for you to be able to download and print yourself. They're yeah. just charging you ten bucks for the for the STL for their time. I'm sure there's plenty of freebies on Thingiverse as well. Well, there's oh, free, yeah. freebies as well. Yeah. You know, there's there's you, you get to the point where you kind of pay for what you get, don't you? It's, yeah. uh, there are people giving stuff away for free, but there's a thriving trade in that kind of stuff. Um, and there's lots of people been sitting there going, "Well, is 3D printing going to take over from the old-fashioned way of doing things?" Don't think so. It's 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 not going to take over forever because you can't mass no. produce. But it's complimentary, isn't it? Of, it is. It's, it's great. Absolutely, it's great for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what would be your gift of choice then, Dave? Well, I'm my interest in music has been rekindled over the last however many months. Um, and I'm one of those people who say the the maximum number of guitars that you can own is always one more than you've got at the moment. <laughs> um, and so having been a bad boy and actually bought myself a guitar this year, uh, that would be the the case. I mean, I've, I've got these visions. I've, I've decided that for anybody who's ever known anything about music, Fender for me is the name. So Fender instruments, guitars, basses. Um, I am a Fender fanboy. I've come to that conclusion over the many years. The <laughs> idea of being able to go out and get myself a custom Fender, go and talk to a custom shop there and say, I want it exactly like this. And then that combines with my ultimate dad day out because I'd get on a plane and I'd fly over to the factory, do the tour of the factory, wow. take my new guitar home with me. And yeah. thank you very much. I, you know, that would be me <laughs> done for however long. Um, but yeah, uh, a new bass would be would definitely be high on that list for me. Very good. Nice. I mean, what about you, Robbie? Well, I think for me, it's what I wanted for so long was a PlayStation 5. And I'd actually been bought one for Christmas and just couldn't physically get my hands on one. But if we'd have recorded this a week ago, I'd have been saying the same. But I've now finally got one. So Ooh. I'm happy. I actually don't want anything else in my life. But um, <laughs> Until the PS6 comes along. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's now my new child. That is my son. I'm happy to... Happy to play with him for many hours every day, keep him entertained. Um, but I did then go and we say about buying yourself something. I mean, that was bought for me as a gift. I then had to buy the complimentary TV just to make sure I was getting the full, <laughs> the full graphics and everything else. But um, no, I mean, I, I think one thing I would love again. I, I'm, I think in terms of from the children, it's about just having something that means something from them and it's, it's like you say the socks or if they've made you a card or something yeah. like that is the real gift um but if there was no budget on it i think a real 80s style arcade machine um a bit like you said earlier pete i mean i've i've got i've got the pie and i can play it pretty yeah. much any game on there but I've, i'm playing it on a old nintendo um snes controller and i have bought one of the um the sort of the arcade controls that I can plug into the TV, but there's oh, just wow, something cool. there's something about playing it on the full cabinet that yeah. just is so much so much better. And I've during lockdown I was building myself a little bar in the garden, and it's definitely missing an arcade machine. So <laughs> either I have to learn to build one myself or find an affordable way of getting one. 3D print yourself one. <laughs> <laughs> I said affordable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Great. So it's time now for the final section of the show as we each put forward our nominations for Geek of the Week. Obviously, our theme is Father's Day. So who is your favourite geek dad? Dave, do you want to go first? Um, I'm going to go with a fictional dad uh, because, and I know this is something that Pete, you've enjoyed, National Lampoon, the dad, Clark Griswold, who is... (laughs) 
he clearly loves his kids. He, you know, he, he decorates the house with so many Christmas lights and he takes them on these madcap uh, vacations, holidays. The fact that things don't always go to plan is, you know, I think there are plenty of dads out in the world who've got ideas bigger than, than their capabilities. But he does it with such... And Chevy Chase is such a brilliant actor doing that. I love watching him. It just, he makes me laugh. <laughs> but yes, uh, so, so the, the ultimate fictional dad for me, Clark Griswold. Very good, very good. Pete, uh, I think so. For me, and this is a very British thing. And if you're not, if you're not of a certain age, you probably have no idea who this is. But uh, back in the day, uh, probably in the eighties, late seventies, early eighties, there used to be a TV show with a guy called Johnny Ball. And uh, think of a number. Brilliant. Uh, what else did he do, Dave? Go on. Oh, he did. But it was he did loads of stuff, and it was all always about science math, stuff. Maths, fun, science, maths, and, and maths, science. Absolutely, he was a mathematician, wasn't he? It was all about maths and science. And wow, what a guy! And he was, I don't know, like a bit of a household name, wasn't he? Back in the eighties, yeah. and that on children's TV on the BBC, he was. And uh, he's he's got a very famous daughter again here in the UK, Zoe Ball, who's a company a radio two DJ, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and was always still married to Fatboy Slim, the DJ. Yeah, I don't no, know I don't think they that... are anymore. Oh, no, yeah. can't keep up. So funnily, this has come full circle now. So obviously him being famous and having a famous daughter in Zoe Ball, Zoe yeah. Ball and Norman Cook's son, Woody, was actually then on a reality TV show last year called The Circle. So it's finally ah. come round full circle. And that's the only <laughs> way. Weird. that's the only way that I knew that they weren't together anymore. Oh, oh my God. And you know, I actually met Johnny Ball uh, at a a few years back at a work event it was a an awards dinner and i was absolutely me and, and the people you know people of my generation so in your 40s and stuff they're like oh my god it's johnny bull and we had photos with him and like some of the younger kids looking going who's this bloke who's this guy and he's <laughs> like, like a rock star it's johnny bull it's yeah. like he was just like he's just you know he's part of his childhood you know um i, I actually met him brilliant. once as well and isn't he a proper gent? He's a lovely... oh, he's such a nice guy. We were chatting for ages, yeah. and he was oh, he was so genuine. He yeah. was such a nice bloke, and you can see that he would have been a wonderful father, you know. So, uh, but yeah, so that that will be that will be mine, Jay Johnny Bull. Yeah. So last but not least, mine's a fictional one as well, um, and probably not the most obvious choice, but it's Darth <laughs> Vader. <laughs> so I I understand he wasn't exactly the model father. I get that. <laughs> But he definitely fits the geek mould. He is absolutely awesome. And I did once play him in a Star Wars Day video for RS, which oh, is yeah, still did. on the RS you YouTube did, channel. You? Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I yeah. saw that this year. And I think above all else, his biggest achievement is that his iconic line inspired the title of our podcast. So that's it, worth it, a nomination it on its own. Yeah, I'll definitely get. <laughs> Although I do think my vote does have to go to Johnny Ball. Yes, thank you. I, I, I think I would go with that as well. You know, yeah, he's, he's I'm the winner. One of those, like you say, <laughs> one of those that meant so much to people of our generation. Yeah. And there's, you know, we treat him like a rock star. He's a, he's a maths guy off the TV who gets treated like a rock star by yeah. 40 plus dads like us. If we had a Big Bang Theory UK equivalent, he would be <laughs> he would be Professor Proton version, he would. wouldn't he? He would, <laughs> absolutely. And I love Very the good. fact that there is definitely a generational thing because you guys would look at Zoe as being Johnny's daughter and I would yeah. always consider Johnny being Zoe's dad. And it, But yeah, I mean, again, I, I knew a little bit about what he'd done and I remember you meeting him as well, Pete, and yeah, yeah. incredible guy. Really inspired a whole generation. Yeah, he did. And that brings us to the end of yet another episode. So thank you once again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please do three nice things for us. 
subscribe on your favourite podcast platform, leave us a review and share it with a friend. For more episodes and bonus content, please head to designspark.com forward slash podcasts and we'll see you all again next time. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. We'll see you soon.